I'm Waldo. And I'm the Matt. And we are the host of the Face to Wrestling video podcast. We actually had a question or concern our last episode on whether we were maintaining proper social distancing since somebody heard us do a high five. Just so you know, I'm somewhere in Texas. And I'm somewhere else in Texas. And we are maintaining proper quarantining social distancing. High five for safety. Welcome to another quarantined episode of Face for Wrestling, where we continue our video review of Stardom Wrestling. I'm Waldo, and I'm joined as ever by Matt. I'm the Matt. And Dr. Brian, who is not currently here right now, because I think he's lost today. He didn't make it to the bunker. Don't forget, you can check out our episodes on the YouTube and our podcast channels over on the iTunes and SoundCloud, where we have audio versions available for those that don't want to listen to the purge siren being played in Louisiana by the police. We noticed that we're starting to get a wider viewership outside of Texas. We'd like to welcome our Canadian listeners by ensuring you that we are taking proper precautions during this recording, as we are trying to stay at least six moose links apart from each other outside the recording studio. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. But I want a clip of the moose from Invader Zim here. (laughs) Are they six regular mooses or six mini mooses? Uh, I'd say mini mooses, because the big moose is at least... nothing <laughs> i was talking to our wolf friend recently and she was telling me about social distancing in norway since everyone in the states is staying six feet apart i was wondering if people in europe were using meters instead of feet six meters or would you translate down to three meters four meters i don't know the translation translation not translation <laughs> <laughs> bit of house cleaning some of our regular viewers recognize the fact that we use their comments to the show's advantage As we stated early on, this show is for you, the fans, and viewer participation ensures that the show continues to stay true to the original cause of expanding the reach of stardom to those outside of Japan. Every time one of you provides some feedback, we will research the shit out of it to ensure that we are handling our information correctly and keep it as factual as possible for correctness. Hmm. For instance, Putush101, I'm sure that's how it's said, tells us that it's funny as fuck. Matt and I spent hours down in the lab to check on this and it appears that he's right i'm sure he just means me because waldo's never funny (laughs) lastly before we get into why we're here today we'd like to introduce a new behind the scenes member of the show audrey underscore zero two is a university student in australia who does work on fiverr and is now the official face for wrestling artist i don't know if i'll have the final product before we edit this show but I will be splicing in some of our work and have a link on to her Fiverr page down in the description below. Audrey underscore zero two is probably the nicest and easiest person to work with on the entire platform and will bend over backwards to make sure that your artwork is to the utmost satisfaction. We definitely recommend checking out her previous works and hitting her up to see if, what she can do for you. Yeah, it's coming and it's going to be good. I'm telling you, this woman does great work. It's December 2nd, 2018. And we're back at Shinkiba first ring for a five-match card that took place at 12 noon with a reported attendance of 296. When doing some research on this event, it appears that there were two dark matches that took place. Ooh, matches yeah. in the yeah. dark. 
So dark that I can't find any trace of video for this. However, I did confirm that these were accurately put down on Cage Match mm -hmm. because I did reach out and they were confirmed. Right. I can't tell if they were before or after the show, though. But as I said, you can find out on cagematch.net and Meltzer's event history that says these were actually a mm -hmm. thing. If I sound a bit confused and non-trusting of this, it's because there were only two matches listed. Are you mm -hmm. ready? God help me on these pronunciations. <laughs> well, you've already mispronounced pronunciation, so... First, we have a 201 handicap match putting Kendo Cashin against a team of Pandita and Tam. It went 506. Go ahead and look up Pandita as I will be splicing in some very unique clips here. I'll go ahead and wait for you to enjoy what this really is, Matt. I've seen this before, and I am impressed. I guess this is the real-life version of Peachan? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Tam is magical. Magical is Tam. <laughs> the second match was a 5-on-4 handicap barbed wire street fight where... Oh, here we go. Wait, what was that? You heard me. Five on four handicap barbed wire street fight. Five on four handicapped barbed wire street fight. I did not stutter, sir. Okay. Where Atushi Onita, Heizgawa, Pupanda, Raiden, and Tomohiko Hashimoto defeated Chainsaw Tony, by far the easiest name so far. The only easy name. Kim Duck, Nosawa Rongai, and Tarzan Yamamoto in 1305. Wait, did you say Kim Duck? Kim Duck. Isn't that the guy from 16 Candles? I'm not sure if we dodged a bullet on this or if we missed an absolutely wonderful dumpster fire on a, of a show here. In addition to that weirdness, there are some tidbits that I'll be dropping along the way as the show progresses that made research for the show interesting. Going back to the show at hand, everything seems to be back to normal for us concerning camera placement, proper refs, and tank top guy, being back at ringside. Yeah, this is by far our favorite ring that they wrestle in. And the sound quality, because you don't have an old man standing beside the microphone yelling his ass off, is so much better. Our opening this afternoon is a three-way with Hanan, Starlight Kid, and Hannah. We've seen Hanan and Starlight Kid in singles action already, but this is our first look at Hannah on her own. Hannah has been teamed with Mary Apache since her split from Oedotai in September before our review timeline started. She's primarily been tagged up with Mary since her departure and has undergone a drastic appearance change, but in a good way. At this point, Hana is still a freelancer and will be for a bit longer. Matt, walk us through these telling promos here. Well, we start off with Hanan, and I'm taking bets on how many times you say Hanan when you mean Hana and Hana when you mean Hanan. Hanan starts off saying it's a three-way, but if I work with Starlight, I can get the win. Sound strategy. Starlight Kid also says it's a three-way. It's Has it been a while since I was in a three-way? I'm not sure. But I fought Hana a lot lately, so with Hanan, it's like 2v1. Okay, they apparently have a strategy going into this. Hana says, Kamira storage can hold up to 100 peeps. No problem. Is she threatening murder? I don't know. Her. I don't understand. <laughs> I think she's talking about murdering them and putting their bodies in storage. But I'm not 100%. Right now, Hana's theme seems like somebody was putting together phone sound effects. Yeah. I'm sure this will get better over time. Mm, call it a hunch. As Hana is making her way into the ring, Kid and Hanan... Hanan? Hanan? Hanan. Hanan. I'm going to have a little counter going up <laughs> as we do this. <laughs> I'm not cutting any of it. 
They waste no time trying to get the upper hand with repeated drop kicks. The announcer starts coming over the PA system as this is going to be what I guess is a live count of drop kicks. I counted 49. Yeah, there was a bunch, man. Just drop kick for days. Kid and Hanen get in a stereo drop kick off the ropes, and Hanen tries to sneak in a pin right in front of Kid. Yeah, we have an immediate breakdown of the strategy. Kid is insulted by this and just walks on top of Hanen. Hanen gets up, and we get a shoving contest between the two as they are aggravated at each other for the same reason. Hana is finally able to get her ring gear off and goes after Kid. Thank God, did you see the chains go everywhere? The chains, the mask she was still wearing didn't look pleasant to be taking a drop kick in. She did not seem to be having a good day. Apparently, Kid and Hanan have sorted out their differences as they have begun working together again. They whip Hana into the robes, but Hana was ready and boots the both of them back down together. Kid took a good bit of it as it looked like it knocked the wind out of her. Hana then focuses on Hanan with an attempted suplex, but gets schoolgirled by Hanan for a two-count. As Hana got up, she went to grab Hanan, but as quickly judo flipped over and then put into another schoolgirl. Hana misses a swinging arm, and Hanan somehow schoolgirls her again by rolling with her at the same time. Yeah, I really like this spot where Hanan attempts to roll Hana up like 10 times in a row. It really shows like a hunger and a drive in the younger talent. We saw this in last month's episode where Rena was doing the same thing. She just kept going for the pin, kept going for the pin. It shows that they'll do anything to get this win over the veteran superstar and therefore elevate their status. I really like this aspect. This is definitely one of the times I'm very happy we decided to go with the video format. Yeah. The editing may be difficult at times, but imagine two rednecks trying to play call this with just audio. <laughs> right. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, dude, one of them snap punch last night, man, with them sticks and bag and them quack, whack, man, and he'd go, woo-loo, talking about that big mistake, y'all, right there in that cooler. As Hanan is trying to lock in arm bar number 32, Kid rushes in to assist with number 56 on the other arm. Irish whip from Kid to a judo takedown from Hanan. Question on this. Yeah. The double arm bar. If... Hana was to verbally submit, who wins? <laughs> Do we just eliminate her and make it a one-on-one? I, like, I was just really confused what would happen here, because they both had the arm bars locked in really good. She'd, it'd have to be a verbal submission because she can't tap. That's the thing. She'd have to verbally submit, but I was just like, who would win? Does Hana get it because she placed on the arm bar first? I don't know. Somebody get us the contact information for Old Ref. Like we said in last episode, we need this man's wisdom. Kid starts working the crowd for an assault run, but Hana ducks Hanan and catches Kid easily. As she turns around, Hanan dropkicks Kid's back to put the both of them down. Finally, Hanan shows her true colors of blue and yellow. Boo. By kicking Hana to the outside and going after a weakened Kid. Textbook scoop slam into, I don't know what this was. But right after that exchange, Kid gets in a smooth lifting DDT, followed by her standing moonsault. Yeah, this was a super DDT. It was so, it was so clean. And I think this might be the best standing shooting star she's done so far. Kid hits the perfect plex onto Hanan, but the pin is broken up at two as Hanan flew back in. Man, race car rep is on fire hitting overdrive in this match. Yeah. Hanan locks in the torque wrench onto Kid in the middle of the ring. Hanan tries to stop it, but gets caught up in it as well. This move has been elevated from torque wrench to an impactor wrench. Yeah, I just called it the octopus dragon hold. Okay. <laughs> Working off of a mystery from last episode, it appears that race car ref is allowing this to happen and is only checking to see if either of the recipients will tap. I, I thought you could do an interesting angle out of this as well. They didn't, but 
like let's say they're both in the in the submission moves, right? But like Hanan reached back and grabbed like Starlight Kid's little finger and just tweaked it a little bit, causing Starlight to tap out. But the ref only saw Hanan putting the finger hold on instead of the torque wrench that Hana has on the whole time. And Hanan somehow sneaks in a weird victory, even though she's in a dragon sleeper on her own. Just would have been an interesting little storyline booking thing they could have went with. I don't think they ever do anything kind of like that over there, but just just for future, man. Y'all can have that startup. Y'all can use that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know that traditionally a triple threat match is a no disqualification. Mm-hmm. But this one appears to be using standard rules throughout. Anyone know anything about this? Let us know in the comments below. If this is like a stardom thing for a three-way or if this is just something we missed on the promos or something. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about for like ref stop ref break rope breaks and stuff? Stuff like that. I think that's just a tendency in wrestling that they still throw in rope breaks and stuff. I've heard some announcers from other shows try to point out that it's no DQ, therefore there shouldn't be rope break. But they tend to always still do rope breaks and such. Hana kindly sets up Kid for the 8166 with a drop toehold into the ropes. A reverse Russian leg sweep from Hanan allows Kid to Irish whip Hana across over to a waiting Hanan. Tongue twister. First time go, though. First time. <laughs> Leave it in. This is then turned into a merry-go-round, and Hana and Kid are just reversing each other in and out of an Irish whip as Hana stares on in confusion. I really like this spot. Like, she's standing there waiting for one of them. Whoever gets closer, she's going to do a move to. And they just fight back and forth between, no, not me. No, not me. It was, it was a really nice spot. Hana finally wins the exchange and sends Kid over to get suplexed. Beautiful suplex. Hana quickly comes over to grab Hanan and put in the Imperial Standard Torque Wrench and tries to rip the poor girl's arm out in the process. Yeah, she did this the hard way, man. And it sees us get a submission victory for Hana in 436. A damn good finish. Although this match was relatively short, it was filled with a bunch of spots that made a lot of sense. Neither of Kid or Hana will suffer from this loss, and this does nothing but elevate Hana, who is currently looking for a squad of sorts. Yeah, she gave a lot in this match. She sold for the majority of it and made Hana and Starlight look amazing, but then still picked up the victory to come out on top. Nobody looks bad. Also, did you notice the little she spit in the ref's face at the end of the match? I have a note here just for that. Uh, We're happy to have him back. Just just leave him alone. Yeah, don't don't hurt our refs, man. On the last show, we saw Momo retain her Wonder of Stardom championship against Natsu. But as Matt correctly pointed out after this match was over, there's still a bit to go on this. Which brings us to our next match. Now, Matt, I'd like to think of myself as a sensible person. Mm-hmm. If I were to be so unfortunate enough to fight Momo and live... Mm-hmm. I damn sure wouldn't allow her to find me for round two when she has additional muscle with her. No, no, no. She's bringing Konami and Izumi. I'm out, man. For Natsu's sake, she has additional help as well. And we have a triple tag match of Oidotai, Natsu, Kegitsu, and Hazuki versus Queen's Quest, Momo, Konami, and Izumi. Fuck me, I wouldn't want to be in the middle of that. No. So we shoot backstage and we have Queen Quest's intro. And they say, Momo says, today we're at Shinkiba First Ring, and we're fighting, and I want to give you props for properly pronouncing Oediotai. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it wrong, Oediotai. Even though we won, we don't have our flag, and they tried to kidnap Izumi. Just keeping us up to date. I can't understand these people, but I think we can get our flag back. We'll just take it. We'd like to have it back. Then <laughs> we shoot over to Oediotai, who all just kind of stare at the camera awkwardly for about five to ten seconds. 
before Kikitsu awkwardly just yells out, It's Shinkiba! Awesome promo. Uh, <laughs> Natsu says, I wondered who was going to say it. Kikitsu goes back saying, It's Shinkiba, it's Shinkiba, and it's December, and we want to add another member. Right, Natsu? Natsu, for this year's Christmas present, I want Nazumi. Kikitsu, me too. Natsu, Sanison can't bring two of her. <laughs> Love it. Kikitsu, how about the upper and lower halves? <laughs> Natsu, yeah, just split her in half. First they want to kidnap her, now they want to cut her in half, and they want Santa involved? These are ultimate heels, man. But, to be honest with Azumi, I wouldn't know what to do with her loud mouth, but I'd educate her properly. Kikitsu, thanks to Natsu, Azumi has gotten more talented. Natsu, no, that's not true at all. They then say that Natsu brings certain assets to the table. I'm not sure exactly what they're going for here. Leaving it alone. They just kind of all on. awkwardly... Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, let's go make our acquisition. Killer promo, 10 on 10. Yeah, it was really weird and great, and they want Santa Claus to dismember a child. This is what he should be. What is now staring at and trying not to laugh at during this promo? I think they're all just trying not to laugh because it's just ridiculous. With now with them tonight, we notice that Hazuki isn't carrying that little dog with her. What's that dog's name? You may have heard us wonder about this a couple of episodes back, and one of our awesome fans helped us out. DJM tells us that the little stuffed dog is now's inanimate form, first time. <laughs> so whenever she isn't there, Oedo time will bring the dog out, so she's there in spirit. Have you noticed something, though? What's that? We have a pandemic. We have our first case of a Japanese lady having British ass disease. I was telling somebody else about that during the main event that they watched for this show. And I was like, oh, God, bad's contagious. I have to blame Session for this, right? She's the only British Odeotai member. She had to have transferred British ass disease onto now. Look at it, you, Martina. <sighs> QQ is just starting to make their entrance. And I wish there was a way to transcribe notes while I watch this match. But I'm sure it'd just be filled with, what the hell? Oh, fuck no! <laughs> <laughs> so the introductions start, and Izumi is announced first. This is probably the happiest I've ever seen Kigetsu. <laughs> She's loving this storyline, you can tell. What is she carrying around with her? Adoption papers? It's an envelope. Ooh. No, it appears to be a large amount of money as Kigetsu tries to bribe Azumi over. I just want to state for the record, us here at Face for Wrestling, we're not above bribery. We would have taken the envelope. <laughs> I mean, we would join Odeo Tai for free, but we definitely do it for money. Azumi is insulted, and they immediately start and dump outside. Kagetsu dumps Azumi into the chairs, but some dickhead didn't want to chance spilling his drink and didn't get caught up. Did you notice the best part of the match right here, though? What's that? Race car ref attempted to put the envelope in his pocket. <laughs> now I actually had to jump up on the ring and take it from him. Good job, race car ref. <laughs> I like this man. A can of Coke. Oh, no, we can't use that. That's gimmick infringement. Oh. <laughs> Mountain Dew to everyone. Potato for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the roughest landing into the chairs I've ever seen. This. This is why I'm trying to learn the language. I don't want to be that dickhead that doesn't move and risk really injuring a wrestler there. Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling you now that had that spot messed up Azumi and it was because of that dickhead not moving, mm -hmm. 
they would pull this match over and murder his ass. Right. I hope they ban that dickhead from attending in the future. Uzumi does get in a good slap to Kagetsu on the outside as the camera and crowd work tell us that this is the reason Natsu has been doing all of this. Kagetsu wants Uzumi something fierce. Speaking of, remind me at the end of this match and I'll splice in some Oedotai diet because this quest of Kagetsu's is continued for a bit longer. You said diet? I did say diet. So just Starbucks and dog treats? <laughs> no, it's actually a YouTube segment that Oidotai does uh-huh. uh, on the Stardom channel. And there was a couple of episodes of them trying to win Azumi over. Nice. And for one in particular, they actually have her be the camera girl for the... That's awesome. Uh, round table. That's awesome. Kagetsu finally rolls Azumi back into the ring and just starts giving the business to her with an eventual mist. And then one to race car ref. Shit! Two for two tonight! <laughs> this is good water spot. This must be the ladies getting in his ass for allowing Stooge Ref to show up last episode. Or for him trying to steal their money earlier. Ah! <laughs> Stooge Ref last episode. <laughs> Don't you ever leave again, race car ref. <laughs> Zumi starts mounting offense, but as she starts to run the ropes, Kagetsu follows her, dives out of the ring, and catches her feet to drop her face first on the mat. Holy Norwegian ducks! This is followed by Hazuki flying in to stomp and take over for a bit. Yeah, Hazuki proves right here why I think she's probably the best wrestler in wrestling. So smooth, silky. Hazuki starts pulling Azumi away from the ropes, and Kagetsu is in the corner to fly in and dropkick her from the side. Shit! I actually had to rewind to see how the fuck she got over there so quick. I don't know how they landed this without killing each other. And she even had time to knock one of the QQ members out of the opposite corner before she did the dropkick. Yeah, it was beautiful. Slow the fuck down, Kagetsu. The speed of light is a law, not a theorem. Whoa, 15 miles over the speed of light. That's a violation of the law of Lorentz and Variance, baby. Natsu gets tagged in to come check on Azumi, but Azumi gets in a killer slap on her as well. Kigitsu comes by to distract race car ref, and Natsu gets in the Bronco Buster while screaming, I like it. (laughs) Zuki is in and starts taunt kicking her until she nearly knocks the poor girl's head off. Yeah, this is another one of my favorite spots of the match. Did you notice? Kigetsu gets inside the ring and starts miming everything that Hazuki's doing to her at the same time. It's like a nice little cheerleader spot from the leader of the group. It was really cool. I'm glad you caught that because I'm telling you right now that my eyes were fixated in the ring of what's going on. That's what I'm saying. There's too much going on here she for me. She gets in the ring and just does a little, she's just miming doing it to nobody. It's great. Azumi reverses a catch from Kigetsu into a hurricanrana and then kicks her square in the face as she lays against the ropes. Finally, Azumi is able to get in a tag and Konami comes flying in to clean house and beat the ever-loving shit out of people. Hazuki and Kigetsu try to get a little momentum going against her, but Konami manages to get in the double top turnbuckle arm bar number four. Yes. Race car ref five counts it, and we get one-on-one with Konami and Kigetsu. Konami runs to the corner, spider climbs it like her ass is on fire, and hits a flying enziguri to Kigetsu. There was another thing right before this that I noticed. When Hazuki tagged out to Kigetsu, she immediately got out on that side of the ring where she tagged out and forced Natsu to go to the other side, the non-hard camera side. I was just like, is this a power play or is this just, you know, <laughs> you know your spot, so you just kind of move and let Hazuki, or do you just let Hazuki stand wherever Hazuki wants to stand? A failed pin by Konami sees Kigetsu get some crossbody kicks until Kigetsu catches her leg and rolls her out of the way. Hazuki comes in 
and just stomps a woman size 8 in the middle of Konami's chest. Yeah, she does. It must have knocked the wind out of her because even Hazuki took a second and they called in Momo to get some business in. And boy, does the business pick up. But did you notice in the corner, poor Konami is still gasping. Yeah. Fuck all these elbows. Yeah, they beat the shit out of each other for a good 30 seconds. Elbow to the face, elbow to the face, followed by an elbow to the face to an elbow to the face. And another elbow to the face and elbow to the face. I'm not taking none of this, man. And they just took like 15 apiece. I don't want to say they slowed down, but Azuki does decide to break away from that and run the ropes. Momo is right there on her ass with a crossbody kick. Momo tries to suplex her, but Azuki turns it into a DDT. Damn. Yeah. She ate the mat. Hold on. Followed by a stiff-ass kick to the face. Right, but did you hear the sound of her face hitting the Oh, yeah, it hit. Such a good spot. Hazuki goes to run the ropes, but Momo is up just enough to get Hazuki with a kick to the head. And she got all of it into Hazuki. Every bit. They finally get their tags in, and we get back to Azumi and Natsu in the ring. Azumi does some complex rope running, changing direction mid-flight, and tries to hurricanrana Natsu. But Natsu just catches her and places it in the Osaka Crab. Another move that was laid in thick. The weirdest crab I've ever seen. Yes. She has her grabbed from, if you can picture this, you don't have to because we're a video podcast now. She has her grabbed above the knees. No one's, I've never seen anybody grab somebody above the knees like this. But it sets up a nice spot where Azumi's able to not kip up, but kind of kip up out of it. It made for a really interesting looking spot. Azumi does try to roll it over to a schoolgirl, but it only gets a two. Oh my sweet baby teriyaki jeebus. At the mother of all boots, Natsu lays into Azumi as she's coming off the ropes. Would you say Natsu killed a kid? Oh, Jesus. You had to step it up from kidnapping in the last episode, so let's just decapitate her in this one. Sweet Irish whip reversal by Natsu to see her land a knee into Azumi's stomach. Natsu starts what looks to be a scoop slam, but it's turned into a suplex. I really like this move. It was it was so cool looking, though. I was like, yeah, I'm exactly like you. Here goes the scoop. Wait, what? But Natsu is back up, issuing some taunting kicks. She goes to run the ropes, and Konami has finally caught her breath to come in and stop her. It is then followed by a sequence of things. <laughs> I didn't know what to put. Azumi successfully hits the top turnbuckle stomp, but Natsu is able to kick out it too. Azumi then tries a pin that I don't know how to put words to. As we start to get a schmoz in the ring, it's quickly cleared out, and Azumi hits a tilt-a-world armbar number 97. Natsu was well under Azumi's control and might have tapped, but Nao comes in with the QQ flag, tried and suffocate race car ref. <laughs> Just buries him in it. Old ref was somewhere in the back telling race car ref he was going to have to be the one to take all this shit tonight after what happened last show. Right, he didn't want to get punched again. As Nao is trying to murder race car ref, Kagetsu and Hazuki come in to give the business to Azumi. Race car ref finally breaks free and heads over to stop Oidotai from stomping the shit out of Azumi. But Natsu leans over and shoves him away, and we get mass disorder in the ring as it appears that race car ref is popping a squat in the corner and thinking over his option. Yeah, it was really cool. He's like, don't do that. And they're like, oh, we're going to do this. And he's like, okay. All right. <laughs> I tried. The whip finds its way into the ring, and Natsu starts choking Azumi with it. Race car ref tries to break it up, and Natsu shoves him off again. Konami tries to come in and stop Natsu, but Natsu catches her flying leg in mid-flight and tosses it into race car ref's balls as he falls like a sack of potatoes. Poor ref. Natsu goes to whip Konami, who ducks out of the way. Race car ref throws his hands up, fearing he's about to be beaten. Natsu stops for a second. I love this. <laughs> Fuck it. And just starts whipping the shit out of him for the DQ at 11.08. 
Yeah, she beats him with the whip, then she suplexes him. But I love that pause of, oh no, it's a ref. I don't care. Post-match as everyone is filling in the ring to clear this madness out. It looks like race car ref is just dead because he didn't move a muscle or anything for a good minute. Yeah, he's totally solid. And no one went to go check on him. Nope. Man, they must really be upset with him over the last show. Right. Rightfully deserved. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We then are in the ring and Izumi gets a microphone. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. Are you listening to me? Odeo Tai waits. Uh, It's not funny. You acted irresponsibly. Act your age. Another dig in here. She likes to call them grandmas. It wasn't a good win, but a win's a win. Give us the flag and mask back. Natsu, back in the ring, gets a microphone of her own. Look, I'm telling you how it is. This is how it will go. I'll return the flag and mask if you join Odeotai. I had a singles match with Momo, and you guys kept interfering. It was singles, and Konami attacked me. Azumi, don't try to go towards Konami. Do a singles match with me. Natsu, no, really? You've never beaten me. But okay. You've never beat me one-on-one, and if you lose, you're an Odeotai. Azumi, you don't understand. I always sink to your level, but this time, I'll beat you. I want Natsu at Corican Hall. Is that okay? And the crowd pops for it. This is going to continue, and I love it. Shit, this match was all over the place. Normally, I hate these kinds of matches, but this one had an equal amount of story to provide enough overcast of the chaos. Yeah. There are definitely big plans for Azumi in the future. Yeah, as there should be. I know this is a mid-card match, but this had every aspect of being the main focal point of the show. Yeah, I would have been happy if this had been a main event. So, uh, you know, the correct pronunciation apparently is Ruka. Ruka. Ruka? Ruka. Ruka? Mm-hmm. We were told it's pronounced like Ruby and Aka. Ruka. We're trying, King of Puro. We're trying. <laughs> we're going to go with Ruka. <laughs> <laughs> I have an easy solution for this. Mm-hmm. Based off her promo, I don't want to get into your shit here. Mm-hmm. I'm calling her Monster from now on. Monster? Yep. I'm down with this. Monster it is. Monster. We head into another trios match as the team of Jan, Jungle, Monster, and Natsuko face off against the stars, Mayu, Arisa, and Tam. Damn it, Jungle! I'm trying to learn your language. Slow the hell down! Yeah, she's got that Mary disease here. Ugh. <sighs> Matt, what'd they tell us? And did you notice that Peachan has a bandage on him? I did not. It's from the last episode where he was mugged. Ah, yeah. I like this. Go, Tam. So we get the jungle intros, you know. I'm not a monster. I'm not a capital. I'm a monster. Girl power. Jungle, jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, jungle says, it's been a while. Monster says, last time I lost, today I want to win. Especially a part of this trio. Jungle, jungle. Natsuko just kind of throws her arms up in the air again. Still not really seeming to be into it. I wonder what's going on. Hmm. We then shoot over to the Stars promo, where Mayu says, We're at Shinkiba, and it's the first time the three of us have teamed together. Is it going to be okay? Arissa says, We're okay, right? Tam, silence. Mayu says, Well, 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 it'll be okay, right, Tam? Tam says, Me and Mayu are okay. Arissa says, I'm here too. Mayu says, It's okay, it's okay. All together, let's go Stars. Stellar. (laughs) <laughs> Awkward, awkwardness is breeding all over the locker room. As Jan heads out, Jungle and Monster are happy to be there, but Natsuko looks like she's been hoodwinked into going. Yeah, she's not doing the normal Jungle crowd work here. She goes right to the ring and starts stretching while Monster and Jungle head out and, you know, slap hands. Slap hands! It appears that Arissa has traded out her rubber chickens for some hand puppet ones. I was a fan. 
Also, I heard something in the background and had to use my external big speakers to crank up the volume to find out what it was. What's that? Did they record this promo during the last match's entrance? I did not notice this. Because you Maybe. can kind of hear the Oidotai thing. I have to listen. Hi, Good use of time and staff, though. Yeah. I really like here, too, since this is what, Arisa's second show back, right? Second or third? Yeah. They all go up to do the little stars pose, and Arisa forgets. <laughs> so she has to jump back up there real quick and do the pose and almost falls on her butt. Tam, we get it. You're flexible. But now you're just showing off like Mayu in a recent twatter post. Right? Also, love it keeping the awkwardness going here during the intros. When Arissa gets her ribbon stream, she goes to turn back and go back to the corner, trips and falls on her own streamers. <laughs> if anybody can out-awkward Mayu, Arissa's got a shot. We get through our handshakes between the teams, and we start off with Jungle and Arissa as they dance around to feel each other out and go into a test of strength that Jungle quickly gains control of. Of course. I mean, did you expect anything different? I, no. Arissa flips to reverse it, but Jungle just powers her way to a headlock because who's going to stop her? Nobody. Nice rope running and Leapfrog leading Arissa to try and dropkick Jungle, but she just swats it away and returns the favor by bowling her over. Mm-hmm. While this is going on, the camera starts to pan out into the arena to show us that Natsuko is giving no shits about this match. Yeah, she's hopped down off the apron. She's kind in the crowd, not having anything to do with this. Is she over there taking care of that dickhead from earlier? One can hope. Back in the ring, and the stars are taking it to jungle. Now, I was originally going to chalk this section up as a gang beat. That was until Mayu jumped on the back of Arissa to be swung around as a weapon into jungle. Hold on. And then accidentally into Tam. Tam gives Arissa a big fuck off of a receipt for it, too. I love this whole thing. You have Tam looking to do the spots that her and Mayu have worked out, but she can't get them in because Mayu and Arissa keep doing their old AMA moves. And Tam is just getting more and more frustrated and then actually gets hit with Mayu. So she takes it out on Arissa. It's great. Tam quickly goes from that to getting Mayu to help her out. Yeah, I love it. She just totally clocks Arissa and's like, I'm getting my spots in, damn it. But after they get in some digs on Jungle, Arissa's back over to apologize for her earlier mistake. Tam, still bitter that Arissa was brought into stars so soon after her return, Scoop slams her on top of a down Jungle to the most booze of the night. Yeah, I, I, Mayu just looks like so... Please don't do this to me as well, and runs back over the corner. Tam, realizing she's not the legal person, grabs Arissa and tosses her over into the corner so that she can tag herself in and get involved in the match. It's just a phenomenal spot. And then she stands on top of them both until Mayu drags her off by the pants. Yeah, it was great. Great spot. I would like to take note here that this is the best way to take out some aggression on a teammate. Sure, you want to beat the shit out of your partner for being a dumbass. But use it to help you win as well. Exactly. Can't tell you how many times I've seen the tag team breakup angle, and this is the first time I've seen it play out like this. Absolute genius here. It's a weird reverse of the tag team breakup angle. It's two people who don't want to be a tag, or one person who doesn't want to be a tag team. It's great. Tam chucks Arissa back into the corner, steps out, and slaps her head for the tag. <laughs> Although I prefer proper tags, Old Ref lets this go, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay. If Old Ref says it's good, it's good with me. And considering the situation, at least she's making an attempt at following the rules. Right. Since she's legal now, 
She goes after Jungle in the ring and lays in some kicks. Did you notice the really good spot here where Tam throws Jungle into the ropes and she goes to attack her? So Mayu sneaks over and stands on Jungle's hand, causing a little bit more damage. But it also causes the ref to come out and admonish her first to get her off since she's the illegal person, allowing Tam to work Jungle over in the ring or in the ropes a little bit longer. She gets that extra couple seconds because he had to pull Mayu off first. Really good spot. Are you sure Mayu's not a heel? I don't know. <laughs> Mayu's in now, and she takes it to Jungle in the neutral corner. So, God. <laughs> <laughs> See? Man, with everything going on in this match, it's just a short amount of time. The fans and Mayu guy were quick to put it all aside and focus on her. Mayu is going strong until Jungle is able to catch her running off the ropes into a beautiful power slam. I got one other note here for you. When Mayu hit the corner drop kick that just, you know, tried to decapitate Jungle, you probably didn't notice. But Tam is now on the outside. Arissa tries to give her a bottle of water. Tam refuses to acknowledge her and just waves her <laughs> off. I fucking love this girl, man. They get it. Jungle is looking to tag out now as she's been the primary benefactor of receiving all the beatings and finds out that only Monster is there and Natsuko is still sulking outside. But as Monster comes in and Jungle rolls out, she finally gets up on the apron as it appears she's fine supporting Monster. Yeah, she, she doesn't want anything to do with Jungle for some reason. Bit of back and forth, and Monster gets in a great-looking body stomp onto Mayu as she's, and I'm quoting one of our listeners, R. Riggs here, she lands on her neck more often than most people eat, probably over their entire life. Yeah. You, sir, have won the internet for the day. Yeah. Failed pin attempt by Monster leads to her tagging in Natsugo to go after Mayu. But she misses a spear into the corner as Mayu ducked out and rolls in a clumsy-looking schoolgirl. But Mayu delivers a kick to the face quick as shit to recover. Back and forth elbows between Mayu and Natsuko until Natsuko tries to break away. But Mayu catches her with a body kick and then a sling blade. I'm sure Mayu just threw her arms up to celebrate that move as she's prone to do. But the rest of the Stars crew takes it as a signal to come in and clean house. So you're saying it wasn't a hill calling for backup? It was just a celebratory pose? No! I use a face! <laughs> <laughs> we get another great little spot here where Tam keeps trying to do offense with Mayu. But instead, Arissa and Mayu lock in their AMA move, pose move. And Tam just has to sit on the ground and pout. Awesome work these ladies are doing. Both sides, stories on both sides of the ring. Did you see Old Ref try to console her? I didn't notice that. You got me on this one. Patted her on the shoulder and tried to tell her, it's okay, now clear the ring. <laughs> That's awesome. I like this. I do like this game between Arissa and Tam, as it plays out great during the match. Yeah. Arissa is in and gets in some corner body kicks to Natsuko and the running knees. She expertly puts in the Muta Lock, and I noticed that while Arissa is wearing the standard stardom kick pads, is she... Wearing chucks to wrestle in? Chucks? I'm slicing this in right Splicing now. in. I'm going to have to go look at this. I hope I get the right picture on this. I've got it tagged. You can see the kick pads coming down, and it looks like she's wearing low quarters. I'll have to check that out. Jungle breaks it up, and Old Ref shoes her away. Chest slaps back and forth, and Arissa got in a closed punch. Old Ref was quick to point that shit out. Yeah, right in the baby maker. Ooh, ow. Right to the baby maker. <laughs> Holy shit, the kick to the damn throat that Arissa gave Natsuko. <sighs> yeah, I'm not. <sighs> oh my goodness. Yeah, she hit the ground and immediately grabbed her throat, and I was worried for a second there. Okay. 
So Jungle is back in to help, and it looks like Arissa is trying to go for the double code breaker as Mayu got in to dig on Natsuko. Leave her alone. She's trying to live. Yeah. But I think something went foul as it looked like it turned into a double Thess press. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little bit slow. It wasn't, I wouldn't say sloppy, but it was just a little bit slower speed than some of the other stuff. Natsuko just bowls over Arissa with, I don't really want to call it a spear, but she did put all of her body into it. That's how she does her spear. Yeah. It's a really good spear, yeah. Tam comes in to work over, I mean, position Arissa for a tag and go after Natsuko. <laughs> she once again just drags Arissa across the ring, slaps her in the face. Old Ref doesn't let the slap to the face go this time. And actually forces her to tag hits. And she got in a rough looking knee to the head in the ropes that led to a two count. Yeah. This time, Natsuko gets in a normal looking spear and she goes for a tag out. She looks over at Jungle and tags in Monster. Tam waves in the stars and Mayu joins her to double kick Monster as Arissa clears the corner out. So you're saying when Tam does it, it's on purpose. When Mayu does it, she was just celebrating. She wasn't calling for backup. <laughs> Take it, Mayu, your face. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a cluster as Monster hits the flying crossbody onto Tam. She tries to suplex Tam, but can't quite get her up. So she hits the canyon move on her as Jungle comes flying in. That beautiful flatliner, yeah. And just lariats the nonsense out of Tam. Natsuko follows up with a knee to the back, and Jan dumps outside as Monster tries a pin. Monster finally gets her up in a suplex, but nearly everyone is there to break it up. And then right back out they go. Tam hits Monster with the roundhouse. Roundhouse. Brown house. And calls in the stars again to give the assist. See? Tam did it on purpose. Tam, uh-huh. Just Tam's doing it on purpose, huh? It's because we're timing. Oi, no time. <laughs> Before our timeline started, still working out the meal tendencies and stuff. Uh-huh. My use of face. They issue Monster the surround sound super kick. Tam bounces off the ropes to hit the running knees to Monster's face, and she's able to get the three. In 1230. Did you see this running knee? It wasn't to the face. It was under the jaw and uplifting. Holy shit, man. Post-match, we get a short breather, and the stars hug it out as Tam doesn't want to share the hug with Arissa. This was great. Arissa goes to hug Mayu, and Tam sees it, so she grabs Mayu and carries her to the other side of the ring so that Arissa can't get involved. But now she's trapped in the corner, so Arissa comes in for the hug as well. Mayu cuts a stellar promo here. Bear with me. Apparently, Tam had gone on the twatter and altered the match promo picture to remove Arissa. Spicy. While digging this up... I ran across something very peculiar, and I'm splicing it now. Tam with a barbed wire bat. Deathmatch Tam. This photo was taken after a Japanese Twatter Trends Award show in 2018, where Tam was a guest. Splice video. Best I can figure out, the bat had nothing to do with the show or anything related. She just had it with her. As one does. The more we find out, the less we know about this lady. <laughs> so... As we hit this point, I want to put a call out to our fans once again here. It was going to be a secret surprise if we could ever pull it off. We had planned on bonus episodes where we would do deep dives into some of our favorites past. And our first one was going to be Tam. So we did a little bit of research and we love everything we found out about Tam at this point. Fireworks expert, deathmatch enthusiast, kung fu expert, dancer, all this stuff. But we can't find some of the earlier matches. Like, we were trying to get a hold of her first match, which was for Act Res Girls promotion, Act 8, from 2016. Can't find it. Even on the Act Res website, only goes back as far as 2017. So if anybody knows where we can get a copy of this DVD, a copy of the match... 
if they're let us know if it even exists or if it was just you know something they did before they even started filming stuff you can let us know we're trying to put together something a bonus special edition for you guys where we do a deep dive into tam and we'd really like to try to get some footage from some of these early matches so hit us up in the comments if you know where we can find actress girls act eight from 2016 noted jungle interrupts the star celebration to confront natsuko yep jungle says hey natsuko What's the deal? I don't know what you're thinking. Ogawa-san, please make a singles match as soon as possible. Just no cutting straight to the point. I don't know what's going on with you. Let's fight. Natsuko, you always say you understand me, yet now you don't understand? Units aren't set in stone. I can't get any stronger like this. Why do I want to fight you one-on-one? -on -one? You'll understand if you think about it. Jungle, I don't understand you. Ooh, so we're gonna get us a singles match. Jungle versus Natsuko. As Jan leaves, Mayu guy pushes us into another Mayu talking. I guess they're still working the Oidotai out of Tam. A little bit. Mayu picks up the microphone. Well, I'm thinking Stars isn't so messed up after all. You can't tease each other on Twitter unless you're good friends. You two should shake hands. Tam, I'm not shaking your hand. Arisa, let's do it with the three of us. Yes, AMA with three people, says Mayu. I don't think it works that way, right? Eh. <laughs> However, if they're AMA because they're Arisa and Mayu, right? You keep the Arisa and Mayu. Yeah, Tam, and now they're just a group called Tam. <laughs> More Tam. <laughs> Mayu then grabs each of the ladies' hands, and they head to the back in an awkward... It's like grade school where you're forced to hold each other's hands and walk in a line. It's so great. Our next match is a gauntlet match for the 2018 Rookie of the Year in Stardom. Order to be determined. The participants are Utami, Hina, Rina, and Natsumi. But our first promo comes from Utami. We head to the back where Utami says, Today is the rookie of stardom, and everyone is a lot younger than me. Young power is amazing, but I'm already holding a belt. I want to be rookie of the year, so I won't lose. Short, simple, and to the point. Utami is out first, and she'll be facing off against Hina as stardom placed the promo in the main match video to ensure we didn't know the order outright. Yeah, I really like this. Double thumbs up. Yeah. So we get the promo from Hina who says, Today is the rookie of the year. I don't know who I'm facing, but I'll do my best. Typical Hina promo. Handshakes to start us off, and the bell rings. Slight standoff, but then into a collar elbow lockup with Utami clearly having her way in movement. Yeah. Hina tries to lay in some elbows, but I think she needs some lessons for Tam or Netsuko to get some pointers. Weird trip by Utami, who is usually as slick as glass, but I think Hina fell awkwardly and Utami just happened to be there. It's kind of, to me, it seemed like Utami was put so much power into the move that she threw herself off. I'm very thankful that we have a respectful crowd and they didn't make a fuss out of this. Mm -hmm. It leads to Utami hitting a slightly delayed scoop slam for a two count. Utami tries to put in the Asaka Crab, but Hina is able to block it and roll Utami up into a schoolgirl. A two count and both are up for Utami to miss a lariat. But Hina to hit a reverse Russian leg sweep and into armbar number 82 as Utami tries to power her up out of it. Hina then tries an assortment of pins, but none of them can get the three. Yeah, this is another good example, like we talked about in the first match, of the younger talent saying, I'm going to do whatever it takes to try to win a match, even if it means I'm going to spam the pin button like some people like to do on Fire Pro, not looking at anybody in particular. I have no idea what's going on here. Uh-huh. Best. Hina tries for a reverse rusher leg sweep again, but Utami isn't having it and just splats her face first on the mat in the other direction. 
She then hit some arm drags, and it was probably the most literal use of one I've ever seen, as Hina just got ragged all over. Yeah. After the third one, Utami manages to get the three in 246 and gets in a short breather before the next opponent comes out. We get a quick Rena promo, and she comes out to try her luck in the gauntlet. Yeah, her promo is probably my favorite of the gauntlet. She says, today is the rookie of the year. I'll only be a rookie once in my career. Facts. She has a point. I want to win. And she heads out. Right after the handshakes, Old Ref signals for the bell, and Rena is not wasting any time as she bolts across the ring towards Tommy. Rena connects with multiple side drop kicks and lays in some elbows. As she goes off the ropes for something, Utami stops her with a shoulder tackle. Utami tries to put her in a headlock, but Rena slips out and schoolgirls Utami for a two. Man, these sisters are getting better and better. Yeah. I look forward to them moving up the card. Mm-hmm. Utami almost gets in the torture rack, but Rena slips away. It looked like Rena was going in for a crucifix pin, but then changed her mind to another pin? Yes. Yeah. She finally lays in the headlock, and instead of arm dragging her over, she head drags her with ease, and Rena taps out at a minute 40. Yeah, this is the most brutal application of a sleeper I think I've ever seen. Another short breather, and we get our last promo video from Natsumi, who says she'll do her best. Yeah, everyone's strong, I'll do my best. Three for three on handshakes, and we start off with our last gauntlet attempt. Natsumi tries for the four sides of knockdown, but can't get Utami down. She does get her down when Utami misses a lariat, and Natsumi tries to pin her with a schoolgirl. Natsumi gets Utami up and into the, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm calling it the what the fuck is this. That's what we're going with. Yep. I did like when Natsumi realized it wasn't working and flies over Utami to try another schoolgirl. A toss into the ropes from Natsumi into a spinebuster sees us get the El Nudo tonight. Instead of the dropkick afterwards, we get the double stomp. As you should. It's a stronger opponent. It's a stronger move. Back and forth elbow exchanges that sees Natsumi try to baseball slide kick Utami's leg out. But Utami just lifted her leg to move. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. It's that Samoa Joe, just step out and don't let him hit you. Love it. A couple of arm drags off the ropes to Utami, and Natsumi lays in the headlock until Utami tries to power out of it. Natsumi just falls on it and only gets a two. Although this is the strongest match of the gauntlet, it seems that these two ladies are a bit awkward with each other. I kind of feel that with Utami in all of these matches. They clearly have big things planned for, but I think this gauntlet match kind of showed why she's still a rookie. Utami off the ropes with the dropkick to Natsumi's throat. Shit, ladies, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Damn nice dropkick from Utami out of the corner, though. Yeah. Natsumi charges the corner where Utami just got thrown into, but gets tossed out onto the apron over the top where Utami lays in an elbow to the throat. <laughs> you can't beat me if you can't breathe. Utami lays her across the middle of rope and runs over to dropkick her to see Natsumi fall back inside the ring. She gets up and goes up top and manages to hit a flying dropkick to Natsumi's chest. Still stiff, but at least it wasn't in the throat again. Right. Nice hurricanrana into a schoolgirl from Natsumi that only gets a two, and the crowd is on fire now, and probably the liveliest of the night so far. Natsumi goes for something off the ropes, but Utami catches her into a Russian leg sweep. She picks her up and does it again. After the failed pin attempt, Utami starts channeling her inner Luger, and from the headlock gets into the fatal torture rack for the submission in 529. And Itami becomes the 2018 Stardom Rookie of the Year as Japanese Jack Tunney brings in a medal and smaller trophy. Yeah, it was definitely the best of the three from the Gauntlet match, but I, I think I think we owe Chardonnay a little bit of an apology from the last episode. I think we put a lot of the blame on her for the Chardonnay-Utami match, but I still think Utami 
showed in this match, she's still a little bit greener than we give her credit for and still got a little bit of a ways to go. I'm willing to lean into that with you. Not full force, though. Not full force. Like, yeah. Again, I think Chardonnay shouldn't have been calling that match, and she obviously was. But Utami, apparently, in my opinion, also isn't really ready to be led by somebody that's not super experienced. It's the small things. And I know we may sound like we give a lot of grief to the stardom refs, but you can clearly see old ref guide Utami into what she's supposed to do next. Yeah. And it's really not that obvious. Both him and race car ref are always at the right place at the right time with the right direction. By far, these are probably the best referees in the business. Oh, yeah. Definitely underrated. Black and white ribbons for you, sir. Uh, It's coming. (laughs) We didn't get a mic in Utami's hand who says, uh, since my debut, I've won the tag league and I've won the tag belts with Momo. And now I have my third big victory, which gets a really big pop from the crowd. They really are behind Utami. And I can see why Stardom would want to be behind her as well with this kind of crowd response. Um, But she says, my goal is to win all the belts. So please support me. Big things build it tonight with the story of Utami's dominance being one of them. She clearly has the aptitude and ability to perform at the Stardom level. And we haven't seen her in a bad match, terrible match yet. I think even with the others losing the gauntlet tonight, Stardom has done a well enough job to highlight the dominance of Utami while also maintaining the up-and-coming abilities of Hina, Rina, and Natsumi as well. Yeah, they definitely got some good training in, and Utami comes out looking like a beast in the rookie division, as she should. It's time for Saki to get some of that good Mexican food that Mary seems to make everyone. She challenges Mary Apache for the high-speed championship for our main event tonight. As we stated earlier, this is our first episode to see Hana in a singles. The same is for Mary tonight as well, as we get Dr. My Wife to translate for us. Dr. My Wife. Locate and seduce. Come on. So I'm new to the whole stardom world, and um, I think the first time I've come across Maria Pache was with the first translation, remember? Yeah, yeah last episode. Yeah, last episode, the first translation. So this one was a little more challenging only because... She speaks so fast for certain words, or sometimes she doesn't enunciate well enough, or even just open her mouth to say some of these things, to where I have a hard time catching exactly what she's saying. So for those of you who are out there who are um, native Spanish speakers and want to call me out on some of these things, relax, because I'm just taking the gist of what I heard. Fight to the death. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll teach you how to do those startup kicks. So in Spanish, she says, uh, Hola, amigos. Les habla su amiga, Maria Pache. El día de hoy me tenía que trabajar una vez más contra Saki, defendiendo una vez más campeonato, y pues obviamente se quedará con México, con Maria Pache, porque yo tengo mucha blah, 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 con mucha experiencia <laughs> y la blah, 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 de aquí son muy buenas, pero Maria Pache es mejor. And basically, the blah, 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 blah that I'm saying is because those particular sections is where she just was unintelligible. So for that person who does the captions, you'd probably see the words unintelligible in uh, parentheses. You can't understand what she's saying. So in English, she says, hello, friends, or hello, guys. Your friend Maria Apache speaking. I recently had another match against Saki defending the title one more time, and obviously it will stay in Mexico with Maria Apache. Because I've been around a long time and have a lot of experience, and these ladies here are good, but Maria Pache is the best. That's what I thought she said. Sure. That's what I had written in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's interesting because uh, when she says her name, I didn't realize her name was Apache. The way she says it really quickly is Pache. So she kind of just eats the A and just says Pache. I bet she eats a lot of things. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's not nice. That's not nice. <laughs> I didn't say that as a... I can get away with it. I'm not saying that as a way that that the Matt is uh, inferring here. But in some uh, dialects and some use of language, sometimes we eat our vowels. And I know as a Caribbean speaker, yes, we eat our vowels as well sometimes. And sometimes our consonants too. Which means we just don't say them. Just kind of rush through. (laughs) Just, Just for those of you who don't know what I mean. You know what really worked well here? What's that? A babble fish. A babble fi- I, I am your babble, babble fish. fish. <laughs> you are. Get in his ears. <laughs> so after Mary's done, we shoot over to Saki, who says, Today is a high-speed title match. Mary's holding that belt like a private possession. But I'm about to take it. I'm going to have two belts. She is coming in this super confident. Saki is out first, and she has her artist belt with her. And aw, shit, I forgot Mary's theme was queen. I didn't forget. I never knew, and I'm confused. Why is she rocking this? Oh, I heard it and I saw it and I tilted my head like, you know how dogs do when you whistle? They tilt their head and I had the question marks over my head. Karate. Going, why queen? At first I didn't understand why the use of queen because eventually the song breaks off into something mellow, which is completely opposite of what Maria Pache does. I don't know. It just didn't match. (laughs) Mary also brings out her headdress, so this must be a title defense only appearance type thing. Yeah, I like the headdress. It doesn't... 100% 100% fit her outfit anymore. I'm assuming she used to have something more Native American-y, Spanish, something. I'll bring up an old clip, but I got some bad news for you. No, it's just always jeans and a t-shirt. Close. Really? With the headdress, whenever title defense is happening. Mm-hmm. I was Same. confused about it at first, but I, I got it when I finally realized what her name actually was. Mm. We get the presentation of the championship with Japanese Jack Tunney and the proper introductions. So Maria Pacha's name, apparently by the announcer, was uh, Maria Patuta Chochachone. And I was <laughs> <laughs> <damn> confused. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be willing to bet that's probably like a formal thing. Like yeah. Like full-on name. And since he's got to do it in a professional manner. It's just weird. Let me use the whole thing instead of just Maria Pacha. As they're announcing the match, I noticed race car ref is back in for this. Either he's recovered from earlier or old ref knows something stunk and didn't really want to get involved in this one. Didn't it? Patchy kick his ass last time. Almost murdered him. Yeah, he's Did probably she say like, anything no, I don't to want him? anything to do with that. No, they just beat him up a lot the oh. last couple episodes. What was it, Kigitsu last episode just straight mugged him? Oh, yeah, yeah, she put the fist to the face. <laughs> she sounds like Cabbage Guy on uh, the Airbender cartoon. The Cabbage Guy always gets mugged. I'm not Spicy. <laughs> oh, no. Spicy. It's in there. It's canon. Oh, Old ref is Cabbage Guy. <laughs> Hesitant Mary shakes hands with Saki. I don't blame her. She can almost sense the future, it seems. <laughs> yeah, that that was a weird handshake. I mean, even the size difference was was jarring for me. This kind of made me imagine a tourist looking up at a red oak, just insanely big. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, I, I don't know if we've gotten there yet or if we've already missed it, but Saki was known for a while as the pink string bean. Jesus. Until she finally started embracing it. It was like an insult, but then it was like, yeah, you can get your ass kicked by a pink string bean. How do you feel about that? <laughs> well, I guess I'm more biased towards seeing female wrestlers of any kind having a little muscle tone on them. 
Um, I mean, even Maria Pache is fine in terms of her size. I'm just saying, when you're looking at somebody who's about to pick you up and bench press you, you're looking for more muscle tone. I think it's fine as long as you work it right. And Saki has the kicks, and she's like a technical master. Like, uh, so you can you can throw a contrast of styles in there that works really well, as long as you set the match up right. Yeah. And that's the thing that stardom's usually really good about doing. We kick off and we get a nice series of arm drags from Saki to Mary, as these two are moving quickly to start off. Well, uh, that's relative. <laughs> <laughs> One more quicker than the other. Like, like I was thinking, the time that I watched it, I was, I was thinking to myself, man, somebody seems to be overcompensating a little too much. And then eventually I started to think about how it kind of looks like Apache was fixing a lot of that stuff for her. See, I saw it as the other way. I think Saki's about a step and a half quicker than Mary. So while she's trying to set up a lot of these spots, Mary's just not quite where she needs to be yet. Yeah. And therefore, it looks like Mary's fixing Saki's mistakes. But really, she's just getting to where she should have been in the first place. I think once they get past this initial let's go as fast as we can and settle down and Mary kind of falls into that I'm bigger than you I can do what I want with you role it's going to clean up a lot more but yeah the first opening a little bit of this it's a little awkward yeah and I, and I kind of think it also might be just differences in style that too yeah Mary drop to old Saki and gets in the bow and arrow do you notice that when she gets the legs tied up she claps and works the crowd for a second while standing on Saki's thighs. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in this move, but holy crap, this is probably the best move of the match. Yeah, that was fun to watch. Yeah, I already like the bow and arrow, but the way she locks it in, works the crowd, as you said, and then starts rolling it around, applying pressure all around the ring so everybody can see it. Yeah. Really good spot. I think that's where I kind of started to buy into it, because at first I was like, meh. It's also clear to see, though, that the audience is 100% behind Saki. They want her to win this. Yeah. Saki comes off the ropes and Mary catches her for a tilt a whirl something. But Saki tilt a whirl something. <laughs> but Saki turns it into a submission. I don't know what kind Esk. of submission. Yeah. Ish. Thing. Yeah, that was the um, tilt a whirl breaker submission hold. That's what it's known as. Oh, is don't that... Google it. Oh, don't Google it. <laughs> don't Google it. Says the mat. This is now coined by the mat. Yes. Submission hold. Copyright. Tilt a whirl breaker. Let's trademark that. Yep. <laughs> Mary smartly uses the corner to knock her off and hit a DDT. She oh, did, that was a good one. Yeah. That this was this a was good the one, one that just went straight into I said the she's about this time she's now using her power. She broke out. She's having her way a little bit. It, the match is coming off a lot better because yeah, of it. Yeah, it's reading a lot better. She then does her barrel roll butt tackle. Yep. <laughs> Not taking that movie. I do have a note here that holy shit, Saki plants her foot all the way in Mary's face. And then she does it again. She goes for it a third time, but Mary is up and lays her ass out. I don't know. So the few times that I saw those kicks hit Mary's face, it just looked like she was eating them. Nom, nom, nom. And then here comes uh, Mary with her foot right up in her neck. Looked like she could have cracked something. They're not going easy on each other in this one. It's already a little apparent to me. It looks like Mary's not 100% in this match. Like, Not that she's not giving it everything, but she seems a little annoyed. Yeah. And you can kind of see it in these kicks that her and Saki are trading back and forth here. Is there a reason for that, maybe? No clue. Stardom. Stiff. Stardom. They're stiff. Mary picks up Saki for what looks to be like a power bomb, but Saki slips out of it and puts in a shoulder lock-ish. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the power shoulder lock torque wrench, number four. <laughs> Don't Google it. <laughs> Mary, just, Mary just picks her up with ease and Samoa drops her right after. Like I said, yeah, she's she's picked it up. She is 
the dominant force in this match. She showed that she can do a little running around stuff as well. But as soon as she settles in and just starts beating Saki, as you should if you're three times the size of somebody, the the match really picks up. Yeah. Mary did come up and straight lay out Saki with a standing boot to the face. That was a good hit, though. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Mary taunts Saki a little bit, and as Saki is slowly getting up, she dodges Lariat. Goes for what I think is a Russian leg sweep, but is doing it to the front and into a crucifix pin that Mary kicks out of at the absolute last nanosecond. Even race car ref bought this in being the finish of the match. Yeah, the crowd was behind it. Everybody was in this. It was a really good spot. Saki charges Mary, but Mary easily picks her up and puts her in the reverse torture rack. I just have it as a backbreaker. If the bow and arrow hadn't have been in this match, this would have been the cleanest move of the entire match. It looked great. Saki's all of, what, 90 pounds, maybe? Wet. Yeah, <laughs> and she's just woman handling her into woman this move, and it looks great. Mary drops her and goes to the second rope for the flying butt tackle for the three in 1039. Quick match, well-paced. I said it, once it got past that opening couple minutes, it really picked up and settled into a decent main event. I think it was a little hindered by some of the earlier matches today because there were some really good matches in the early card. But it did what it needed to do. Mary looks strong. Saki doesn't look terrible in defeat because it's just somebody that's so much bigger than you. Mm-hmm. So Getting started with somebody that size. <laughs> yeah. Kudos all around for this match, though. Yeah, I'm a fan. Post-match, Japanese Jack Tony is in to present the belt and trophy back to the current champion. At this point, Hazuki is in the ring with a microphone. Mary, 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 congratulate. Wait, wait, wait. Shinkiba, how you doing? <sighs> Getting in the spots better than congratulating Mary. Love it. Excellent heel work. Mary, good job. I saw everything. This defense that you had was late. You haven't been super busy lately. This high speed belt, I'm taking it. It doesn't matter what you do. I'll take a low speed Tato match, since that's what the belt is now. Why don't we do it at the big venue, December 24th? I'm taking your belt. So we get a little bit of dig here about the fact that, you know, Mary's been busy with the whole teaming up with Hana a lot lately. Slash, I'm assuming, a bit of a fat joke with the whole low speed title and not calling her on her level and everything. Stardom's not above calling people fat if they're fat. We've seen that in the past. He's fat! I don't know. That that little girl was a little chunky herself, too. Azuki? Azuki? Yeah, I ain't saying that to her face. I ain't saying nothing to her face. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. I'm sorry, ma'am. Well, I'm just saying, Colin, pot calling kettle black there. Well, I think there's maybe a difference between a little bit of baby fat and a little bit of, I ate a baby fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but you also got to put into account that that probably hides some, some form of muscle into that. At this point, Mary's back on the mic, and let's have our resident translator. <laughs> well, they translated a bunch of it because she uh, started in Japanese, but basically what she said is, uh, hey guys, uh, I'm Maria Pache. I don't speak very much Japanese, nor do I understand a lot of it. What a lot of what she said, and then she turns over to the young lady and she goes, "Fuck your mother," and drops the mic. And if for those again, for those of you who want to take it one step further, depends on the context. You can also say she said "motherfucker," but either way, it was a great Meister Apple moment. I think she went with "fuck your mother," and that's a little bit. I mean. think that's a little more mean <laughs> than "motherfucker." Hazuki's <laughs> mom has been on the show in the future, and she seemed like a really nice lady. What are you doing, Mary? What are you? Hey, (laughs) the insults were being dished between both of them, so it was very appropriate. Uh, Yeah, she then quickly leaves the ring. Hazuki's back on the mic. She says, I don't know what she said, but it seems like she accepts. 
I will take the belt, and I will pump up stardom. No one else is out here, so can Odio Tai close out the show? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fans give her the okay, so Odio Tai, we have Odio Tai in the ring. Uh, now, 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 now. I feel like now. I'm saying now. <laughs> now. I'm leaving all of that in. I, you should. <laughs> is it now, now, nail? No. Now. Ahora. Now. No. Now. No. No. Okay, now is in the ring, and she says, it's now 10. The big supporter of Odeo Tie. Is this the lady with the bloomers? This is the lady with the bloomers. Uh, and if you could see my face when I saw those bloomers, then I had to turn over to Waldo, and I asked him, what the fuck's up with them bloomers? And then she turns around, and I'm like, it goes all the way around? <laughs> Yeah, she done caught the British ass disease. We and that's exactly what he said. I wasn't worried about the British ass disease as they put it, but yeah. the fucking bloomers. It looks like she's wearing a diaper. That too. Um, not a good look. No, no, it's not. Especially knowing that she starts her own clothing line. Yeah, she's a soon. fashionista, apparently. Oh, yeah. gosh. Uh, not a lot of bloomers, a lot of hoodies. A lot of hoodies. Oh, well, I'm glad she's yeah. sticking with the upper body then. Yeah. She does terror things with the lower <laughs> body. <laughs> Um, I'm guessing because of the disease she's suffering from, she really doesn't know how to address that. She is the first case of Japanese ass disease. Sunflowers. Sunflowers. Yeah, she says, I'm the big supporter of Odeotai. Then she says, according to the translation on the screen, Sankus Monica. I have no idea what this is. Sankus Monica? S-A-N-K-U-S-M-O-N-I-K-A. This is the commercial right now. S-A-N-K-U-S. She just says Sankus Monica. I have no idea why. She says, Hazuki, do your best in the belt challenge. I'm trying to tune into the results of the match, but I'm getting stuck. Static. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming she has some kind of mystical powers. Wizardry. <laughs> I mean, if, she, if sometimes she's a dog and sometimes she's a person, I guess oh, you can't true, yeah. You can't rule out future sight. I don't know. I just kind of took her as the drunk best friend that you have to just kind of hold on to. Oh, her no, they have smile. one of those. You have to see Session. Oh, no. Session <laughs> is the drunk best friend. Oh, no. Makes them come out to terrible rave dance music. <sighs> oh, no. She then says, Masu, Masu, Masu Antenna, which helpful Japanese guy tells us is a play on an old Japanese TV commercial. And I bring this up specifically because now Waldo has to track down this old Japanese antenna commercial. Ugh. If you don't do it, you don't love Odeotai. <laughs> and you don't love our fans. Um, she then says, I'm the most popular member, so I'll close the show. They all do the half-ass best Odeotai thing. And she exits with a salute to close out the show. She oh. also exits with a salute of her ass, which was very disappointing because we got to see the bloomers one more time. It is weird, especially since she's wearing the t-shirt over it. So it looks like a toddler that just doesn't have pants on or something. Overall, this show is an absolute joy to watch and probably the easiest to take notes on. Although there was a lot happening, it all worked together. And even though we still have some things that haven't quite paid off yet, we are getting enough to hold us over until they do. I still say that stardom is the standard bearer on how to book a story out and keep all the in-ring ability there. My match of the night would have to be Oedotai versus QQ for the parental rights of Azumi. Parental. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, anytime a child is on the line, makes it a good match. But I would have to say my favorite match of the night is going to be Stars versus Jungle. There was just so much story on both sides of the ring. Um, we had Hill Mayu as well. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, we had Jungle and uh, Natsuko playing off their stuff. 
and we have everything building up to the big December show, as well as I, I'm a big Tam Mark, and the stuff she's doing with Arissa right now is just phenomenal. So with match of the night out of the way, hold on, we got somebody else with us. She only saw one match. Doctor by wife, what was match of the night for you? <laughs> The match of the night for me was uh, Maria Pache's match. One, because I hadn't seen all the other ones, so I can't really discuss all what? the other matches. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, like I said, at first I really had no no interest in it because I, I wasn't drawn to it as much. But um, I'm, really, I'm really into badasses when it comes to wrestling, especially when it comes to um, how they're dishing the hits and how they're taking the hits and my exposure to Maria Pachi helped me see a little bit more into what this uh, stardom world looks like and so um, I'm, I'm a more of a Maria Pachi fan I'll, I'll, I'll throw some streamers for her you're the only person I've ever known that would say that well, like I but said, that's good I though no that's anybody. good I yeah. didn't see anybody else that's, I did also think it's a plus that you only saw one match and you still were able to have a match of the night there's some shows out there that if you'd only seen one show or one match of that show, you know, wouldn't have had a match of the night. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I kind of turned around from the Fed, mm -hmm. so. <laughs> so, with match of the night out of the way, that leads us to Hill of the Week. You want to start us off with who your Hill of the Week is? Same person. Mary Apache. Yeah, it's the only one I saw. I thought that was pretty badass. That wasn't my drop for me. Fuck Your Mother is <laughs> pretty heelish, <laughs> but I myself am giving it to my The Matt. Over strong protest here, Ooh. and I'm probably Ooh. the only one that'll ever call her out on her heel tactics. Ooh. But when she stepped on that hand when Konami was in the ropes so that Tam could get that extra couple seconds, that's an Arn Anderson move from the 80s, man. Super slick, super well done. And she wasn't cheering herself on, she was calling in her friends to beat up an opponent. She's heel of the night. I don't know, it just I go back and I look at the show the way it was put together, and I just don't see that in this episode. <laughs> I wonder who does the editing. Everything's cut out. <laughs> if you hear my, if you hear his voice naming Hill of the Night, you know I've been wrong. <laughs> and next thing you know, at the end of the show, you're going to see bits of editing and him laughing maniacally <laughs> as he cuts something out. Right. So, Aldo, who is your Hill of the Night? Replacement Ruff. Replacement ref wasn't on the show. I'm still mad at him. Fair enough. <laughs> Don't ever show up again. Take your blonde hair elsewhere. Thank you again to our amazing fans for continuing to help us out. As a side note, YouTube isn't letting me post replies to a lot of y'all for some reason. So give us a follow on the Twitter at mm -hmm. Face for Wrestling, and I will definitely reply to you there. Or Matt will actually wake up and reply to you a little bit. That's right. He's very active on the Twitter. He will reply to your comments. <laughs> Oh, there will be no gramming. <laughs> Don't forget, times are still tough right now. So stay safe out there. And as a side note, Japan has declared another state of emergency, which has caused all wrestling promotions over there, including Stardom, to cancel events for a bit. I think they will be back in operation come May time frame is what I'm hearing. I think, yeah, I think them and New Japan are canceled through May. But now is as good a time as any to go show them your support and follow them on the Twitter and YouTube. And as always... I would recommend to our viewers slash listeners to go over and spend the 920 yen a month at www.stardom-world.com. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button here on this channel. And as always, hey, wait a minute. What? Don't forget to hit the bell for notifications for when you have the bell. What do you mean what the hell is the bell? That's when you put something up and everybody who has subscribed with the bell, they get a little ping that says, we have a new episode. Guess who's the new social media manager? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we recommend following your favorite wrestlers right now. You can't really buy Stardom merch, so follow them on Twitter, follow them on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working this we're one out. It. But if you like, they're especially entertaining. You can watch Mayu do a moonsault on her bed onto a Winnie the Pooh while her dog cheers her on. It sounds made up, but I swear it happened. Follow them on Twitter. Oh, shit.